Today, we're going to be discussing why focusing on sugar has not fixed our health crisis and discussing actionable items that will get us the health results that we need. Welcome to the Manufacturing Wellness Podcast. Our mission is to help improve your workforce's overall health and well-being. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, a national board certified health and wellness coach and well-being strategist for the manufacturing industry. When I first started speaking in corporate health and wellness, one of the biggest, one of the most popular sessions I would speak on would be sugar shocker. We all have seen in our health fairs or maybe have attended sugar shocker sessions or workshops, seen how much sugar plays a role. And the reason why these became so popular is because we were trying to get a a handle on the diabetes. We wanted people to understand how much sugar was in a lot of our daily products that we don't even think as being sweet, as having a lot of sugar in it. And it really did open a lot of minds. But this was going back to about 2012. And back in 2012, just so you have an understanding, 2012, our rate of diabetes was 21 million Americans had diabetes. That was back in 2012. We were hitting the sugar shocker sessions hard. Everything was about sugar. The low carb diets were really making a comeback. We were heavy into paleo and the blueprint diet and really living more of a meat type lifestyle, which by all means, this should have helped our diabetes rate. It should have started decreasing it. We should have seen something. But the stats, when you look at them, are scary. As much as we've done with all this sugar education, it has not affected the numbers when it comes to diabetes. In 2018, the rate of people that had diabetes in America was over 26 million. And I've recently read an article thinking that now in 2020, we think we're coming closer to 30 million people having diabetes. This is serious because back in 2010, 21 million people had diabetes. We are drastically increasing. So maybe the answer wasn't sugar all along. And I'm going to be discussing some things that can help instead of just focusing on sugar. Because it's so much more. Our diabetes crisis, our health crisis is more than one simple factor. There is much more that comes into play. It's not just the sugar we eat. We know so much more comes into play when we look at diabetes, stress management, genetics, just overall dietary health. So let's talk about some things that can really make an impact on addressing diabetes, on addressing the health crisis that can improve multiple facets of our overall lives and our health. The first thing we need to do is like everything, we have to establish a baseline. We can't understand if we are improving something if we don't have a baseline. You don't know what your improvement rate is. And I know for a lot of people, seeing those numbers are scary, but we have to look at those numbers as data. These are just data points. It doesn't define who you are. It's not gonna, it doesn't have to alter your path of your life. But we do have to understand where we sit. So it's important to understanding those baselines. And when we talk about employee wellness, we've done a good job on starting to get employees active in their numbers, bringing in those biometrics that is really important. And it's so important, especially in the manufacturing environment, 
we continue to do so because we do have to earn trust of our employees. They work in a very physical environment. There is a very strong fear that if those numbers get reported back to their employer, they're going to lose their job. I have so many health events I have worked. This is always the number one reason why people don't come through. So it's really important to earn the trust of your employees. The best ways of doing that is holding them on a regular basis. Holding those biometric sessions, maybe once a year, twice a year, once a quarter, whatever your budget allows, but then letting them know this data does not get reported back to their employer. It is confidential, it is safe, and as time goes on, more and more employees will come through. They will start to get their baselines. Another thing we wanna focus on, and something, a term called crowding out. And as much as we like to focus on all the bad foods and eliminating the bad foods, that doesn't help us. Most people are not going to never eat a cupcake again. And let's face it, not eating the cupcake's not gonna solve the problem. The problem's so much bigger than a cupcake or a simple ingredient is sugar. While sugar does play a part, cupcakes do play a part, does not tell the whole story. So the concept of crowding out is really bringing in all the good foods and leaving less room for the foods that we know aren't going to help our health. So one of the things that we wanna do when we start crowding out is finding all those good foods that we like that don't necessarily think is being healthy. I post a lot on my Instagram lately about swapping things out, pastas. We can still have pasta. Just add more veggie into the into the pasta dishes and less macaroni. Same thing with pizza. We could still have pizza. Let's put more vegetables on our pizza and less cheese and greasy meats. We can easily swap out something like tacos and adding more veggies into the tacos and a little bit less meat and cheeses. We can take every meal that we enjoy and making simple swaps. We are now starting the process of crowding out, bringing in the good foods, still allowing the tasty foods, but eventually over time, it becomes more of the good foods, less of the foods that aren't going to help our health. And this is really what we want to focus on. We also see a lot of people skipping meals, especially breakfast or lunch, or if you're a third shift worker, maybe lunch or breakfast isn't even a thing. Maybe you're really eating just one meal a day really before you go to bed. We need to change that. We need to make our meals more balanced. We need to put our largest meal in the time of the day where we're going to be doing the hardest work. The smallest meal needs to be closer closest to the time that we're going to go to sleep. We need to flip the dynamics. One of the other things that really helps, especially when we talk about that crowding out concept, is being prepared. Now we know this from working and our jobs, the more we are prepared, the more easily things flow. Well, it's the same when we look at our health and wellness. We need to be prepared. We need to be prepared not for the days that go great and everything's falling into place, but we need to be more prepared on the days that are utter chaos. Chaos. And being prepped, having foods available is an easy way that when shit hits the fan, we can easily know exactly how we're going to handle it. Too often are we focused in the health and wellness world on what we need to do to be perfect. Life isn't perfect. Life is messy. We need to create a plan on what to do when life is messy. And we need to have an option that when we are on the road, when we are running around, 
what are meals going to look like? It's all part of that being prepared, having foods prepared in the fridge, maybe having peppers and onions and vegetables cut up so you could easily throw a stir fry together, or maybe just making sure that we have cut up fresh vegetables in the freezer so that we could just rip open the bag, toss them in a pan, throw some pasta in there, little bit of chicken, and have a meal in literally minutes. But we need to be prepared in order to do that. And we need to know what we're doing for that plan. The other thing we really need to focus on is get moving, not exercise. I think exercise has a negative connotation for a lot of those that don't enjoy exercising. Now, there are a large portion of people that really enjoy exercising. And for them, that's fantastic. But that's not going to help the people that don't like exercising like exercising. You're not going to change a person overnight. So we need to look at movement differently. Find something you like to do. Do you like to go hiking, fishing, walking, hunting? You know, think about things you like. Maybe you like boxing or playing racquetball. All of these things can be options to get movement into your day. It does not need to look like going to a gym, sitting in a gym, and working out on machines. It could be doing things that you like, gardening. There are tons of options on how we can get movement in without exercising. Then that brings us to stress management. We really need to figure a way to manage our stress. Stress is never going away. And I know we always talk about that work-life harmony. And let's be honest, expecting our life to work harmoniously is again setting us up for failure because there's one certainty in life and it's the fact that it's going to be uncertain. It's going to be chaotic. At times it's going to be messy and we need to understand that and we need to know our plan in handling that. So what is your plan when you're having a bad day? When everything is going wrong, what is your plan? How are you going to manage yourself so you can bring yourself back into a balanced moment? In the manufacturing industry, I talk a lot about using fishing, hiking, motorcycle rides, taking the classic car out, hell, taking any car out, and relaxing. We also work on the four, seven, eight breathing. This is a really good, really quick way of resetting yourself. And it's as simple as taking a breath in for four seconds, holding it for seven, and then exhaling for eight. And if you do this just three to four times, it can really lower that response system. It can really help bring us down a moment so we can think a little bit clearer. Now, the problem is, is that when you're in that frazzled mindset, how do you remember to do that? Well, that just comes from doing it on repetition. You know, when we do something over and over again, it builds that neuroplasticity where it becomes almost automatic. We have trained ourselves that when we get stressed out to react in a certain way. We need to retrain ourselves that when we get stressed out to react in a different way. And it takes time. So maybe it's about putting reminders on your phone. Maybe it's about having something on your body that reminds you when you get stressed to do something. There used to be this old concept of having a rubber band on your wrist. And when you get really stressed out or angry, you would snap the rubber band. Maybe putting that rubber band on you and when you get really stressed out, being able to see that rubber band and being able to make that 
memory to say, hey, I need to take a moment. I need to breathe. In one of my workshops, we actually talked a lot about fishing because we had a large fishing community. We talked about fishing as a stress management technique. We had one guy that just every day he would leave, he would leave so frustrated. He was an engineer on a very old piece of equipment that would never work. And one of the issues he had is he would go home stressed out and he would bring all his stress into your his family and it was making the family dynamic not good also. So one of the things he did was he put a fishing pole in his truck and there was a stream on his way home from work. And those days he was stressed out. He would take 25 minutes, cast a couple lines, listen to the birds, have a few moments of just being in nature, feeling that calm. And it completely changed his home life dynamic because he didn't come home stressed out. He maybe came home with a story of catching a fish if he was lucky that day, or maybe it was a deer drinking from the stream down below or just hearing the birds chirp, or maybe it's the way the sun came through the trees, but it was something that would relax him so he was able to manage that stress. And that's really what we need to start focusing on. Focus on our stress management. Focus on being prepared when things aren't going to go well. Having things on hand so we can start building that concept of crowding out. So we don't have to completely change our diets, but we add in some of the better foods. Really focusing on moving and how that can be included in our daily lives. These are the ways that we are going to improve our health crisis. And as much as I'd like to say, bringing in a sugar session is going to help your employees get healthier. The data has kind of shown it. Now, it doesn't mean that sugar sessions are not important, but we need to include them as a broader range of health and wellness programming. This summer has been really stressful for me. I've run multiple podcasts, my kids are home, I have a speaking business. One of the things I've realized is I'm not balancing myself well. So manufacturing wellness is going to take a little bit of a break. We are gonna take a break until September 13th. Once September 13th comes, we're restructuring manufacturing wellness. Manufacturing wellness podcast will run on seasons. The first season, we are going to focus on workplace wellness. What are some of the sessions that you could bring in, the ones that are going to have big impacts? And we're going to talk about how to build that workplace wellness, how to start off small, how to grow a bigger one, and how to really help support your employees with their wellness journey. So I hope to you join me on September 13th. If you have a story about how you have helped your organization build a wellness program, maybe you've heard some success in your businesses. Let me know. I would love for you to be a guest on the podcast. You can simply email info at lauratimbrook.com and someone will go ahead and get back to you about getting you on the podcast. I hope you guys have a great summer and stay safe and stay healthy. I'll see you all in September. Hey guys, thanks for listening. My name is Laura Timbra. I'm a national board certified health and wellness coach and well-being strategist for the manufacturing industry. If you like what you're hearing, please share this with your organizations. If you want to talk more about improving your organization's overall well-being, you can visit lauratimbra.com. My goal is to improve the well-being of your manufacturing workforce.